Hi there! Welcome to Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. My name is Gabriel. We are looking at the letter that Jesus sends to the church in Thyatira in Revelation chapter 2. You mean Thyatira? Hmm. I don't quite remember that one. Well, it is the smallest, least influential, maybe the least consequential city, uh, church that is on Jesus' mail list here, but it should give us great encouragement. So, even though you may be part of a small church, or you feel influ- um, you don't feel influential in your own kind of life and ministry, that Jesus knows your works, He knows where you are, He and He knows everything about you, and He sends them a letter, and He wants to speak to us today as well. So this letter comes from Jesus. He says to the angel of the church at Thyatira. The words of the Son of God. It's the only time the Son of God pops up here in Revelation. He who has eyes like a flame of fire, whose feet are like burnished bronze. So what Jesus says, he's about to say, I know your works, right? Jesus has the ability to penetrate with purity, with clear vision, our works. He's able to see through lies and falsehood and manipulation. Now, sometimes we even kind of... We don't evaluate ourselves as even as honestly as we should. Jesus knows our works completely, for better or for worse, as we have seen through these letters. We know in our own lives. And it also is a, a harken back to Daniel. Later in the book of Daniel, in his later chapters, the vision that Daniel has of the Son of Man, the Messiah, and Jesus is that fulfillment. I know your works, your love, your faith and service, patient endurance, and that your latter words exceed the first. Complete opposite here from Ephesus, who had the love that began to to wane, and then there's a drudgery of trying to work for the Lord Jesus. Here in Thyatira, they are excelling, and they're only getting stronger. And Jesus commends them. But then in verse uh, 20, But I have this against you, oh, straight to the heart. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. And let's remember, who is Jezebel? So in the Old Testament in Kings, uh, Queen Jezebel married to Ahab, just a, a horrendous evil woman who uh, just a murderer, uh, an adulteress, and was teaching the Israelites to do the same. Jesus is likened this person in the church of Thyatira who yields this authority somehow is teaching as a prominent woman here in the church of Thyatira that essentially the, the church could dabble in some of these things. And this was significant because in the church of Thyatira, this city was known for its labor guilds. You know, think labor unions, all the, the hard work that they did. In Acts chapter 16, we're introduced to a, a lady named Lydia who was a seller of purple, right? So there's all this manufacturing and textiles and things that are happening here in this city. And to participate in this work, to have a job, to earn money, a lot of times you, you had to do what the guilds were doing. Do what the guilds told you to do. Some of the things would be participating in these pagan feasts, often which led to these sexual uh, practices that were immoral, ungodly, wicked, and eating food sacrificed to idols. So somebody in this church, this lady, is, is selling this false teaching. False teaching, which will lead to moral compromise. That hey, you know, you got to earn a living. Um, you know, it's, we know idols aren't real. Maybe kind of that, that Corinthian thought: idols aren't real, so just do whatever they tell you to do. You got to do it for work, kind of thing. We see that in our culture today, right? Uh, maybe your boss, or maybe you want to make friends at school, or you don't want to lose a family member or neighbor for saying uh, something, speaking out on truth, or living your life a certain way. So you compromise. 
and you compromise on the teaching that leads eventually to a compromise on living of life, even if not in your life, maybe in somebody that you have influence over. So as a parent, your children, right? And so Jesus is saying, don't tolerate this false teaching that's like Jezebel. Root it out. I gave her time to repent. Jesus probably, just like the process of Matthew 18, right, had people in the church come confront her, telling her, hey, you, this is wrong. You've got to change your ways. And she did not. So Jesus is going to judge her by uh, making her suffer, right? Putting her on her sick bed. And those who are all in on her things, uh, her teaching, they will be judged with death. And so that's a, a strong word from Jesus, right? Repent or be judged. Repent and uh, suffer and die. Sin brings death, right? The wages of sin is always death. And so the judgment here, for those who don't repent, they will be judged. But to those who have not gone in on this teaching, Jesus says, hold fast to what you have. You're doing great. Don't follow this Jezebel-like lady. Hold fast to what you have until I come. And this promise that the one who conquers, I will give authority over the nations to rule with a rod of iron. And then he says, I will give him the morning star. There's a lot of you know, talk and different opinions on the morning star. I think this is a reference to Jesus himself. He says, I, hope, I will give you me. Right? That's kind of what I think a lot of these promises end up being in Revelation is, is to be back with God in the garden, in the new heavens, and the new earth. And then finally, hear how the letters end up. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So, church today, if uh, hold fast. If you're doing great, don't be tempted to go off and say, you know, it would be a lot easier for me at work or with family to just give in a little. Uh, give in a little. Hold fast. And if you have compromised, repent or Jesus will judge.